I'm Jim Lowe, and I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Each week, I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts, and I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. Hello and welcome to the Thursday, January 23rd edition of Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps for the Rutland Herald and Times Argus. I'm sitting here, of course, with Jim Lowe, arts and entertainment editor. Um, Jim, what's going on in uh, the arts in late January? Lots and lots, contrary to what people are thinking. The, the biggest, one big deal we're going to talk about today is in Barry because something very special is going on there. Studio Place Arts is celebrating its 20th year. Now this is unusual because it was an artist-created arts, visual arts center. 20 years ago, there was this building that had been burnt out and the city had to clean it up. And through a long process, the artists bought it and turned it into a three-floor Visual Arts Center right in the middle of town. The main floor, it, main floor has a big uh, display space, exhibit space and a classroom. Second floor has studios and more exhibit space, and the third floor has more exhibit space and more studios. They rent studios to the artists. And so this has been going on for 20 years, and when people thought this couldn't happen, they tried to do it in Montpelier, but they couldn't get any support. But Barry, it worked, and it's going strong. And they're celebrating their 20th anniversary on Saturday, 3 to 5, with a party. But they're also opening another exhibit called Botanical Blitz, which is artist's response to nature. And it's sort of uh, supposed to make you feel better about winter. Okay. and And what kind of... Uh, uh, art have you seen there? Has it been uh, painting? Has it been sculpture? Has it been a kind of uh, mixed media? What, what, what type of exhibits do you generally see there? Yes, all of the above. One of their biggies uh, is an annual exhibit called Rock Solid. And Barry is, calls itself the granite capital of the world. And so every fall they have a big exhibit of granite sculpture or stuff related to granite sculpture. They have the drawings that go in and stuff, and a lot of input from the local granite industry. But they also do paintings, everything from realistic to the most abstract. They do uh, uh, everything from traditional to avant-garde. They have members from all over the state and some out-of-state members who contribute their work, but they also have special exhibits. It's It just keeps going, and we, we follow like we follow the exhibits in Rutland, we follow the exhibits at Studio Place Arts as they change. And what are you expecting for Saturday? Is there going to be uh, artists there making presentations? Is there going to be music? What what type of There will be music. Fortunately, nobody's going to do any speaking, okay. which makes it a much better party. And the other thing secret about Studio Place Arts receptions is they have the best food. They have amazing desserts. Okay, uh, and for those who are uh, as interested in the exhibits, 
what do you know about the Botanical Blitz uh, exhibit that's coming up? It, it, all I know is, well, I, I know that some of the best artists in the region have contributed their response to art in nature, everything from paintings of birds to abstracts of spring to, it, it's, it's a real potpourri. Okay. Uh, uh, the Weather Service is calling for uh, snow this weekend. Do you know if this is a uh, all-weather event that will happen? Oh, it's indoors. It'll happen. Okay. People will be there. Rain, sleet, or snow. Okay. Uh, and do you know if it's a if there's a it's a ticketed event or no. if it's open to the no, it's open to the public. Okay. No charge. Okay. Um, so we have a musical event coming up. And it features one of the contributors to this podcast. Yes. We find George Nostrand finally weaseled his way in. Actually, I'm kidding. He's written for me for years. Uh, George has a band called George's Back Pocket. And he's constantly complaining that he can't find a place to play his stuff the way he wants to. And so he got together with his buddy, Phil Henry, who also has a band called The News Feed. And they're both five-piece bands, and they have rented West Rutland Town Hall, which is a big space. And it's actually a very comfortable space. They're both going to play on February 1st, which is a Saturday. Uh, And that sounds like it will be a very interesting event for people who follow the local music scene because they will see two local bands and they will see those bands performing their original music rather than just covers. So uh, it will really be a chance to immerse yourself in the Rutland County uh, music scene. I can't quite define George's music, but I will say this. It's a lot of fun. It certainly wouldn't be avant-garde. On the other hand, it's a, it's a little it's bigger and brasher than the coffeehouse scene. And another, another advantage, I think, here for uh, fans of local music is that by supporting this show, uh, they will be supporting that chance that these uh, two bands have taken of uh, renting another space and showing that there is indeed an audience for uh, local music in Rutland County. Yes, it would be really nice if there were a more organized way for local bands and stuff to play on a regular basis in the same way that classical music concerts have a series. I don't see why they can't do the same for this, but the problem is is they have to train the audiences. Hey, this is Maura Smiley, and you are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. Staying with the topic of local music, uh, Colin McCaffrey is releasing The Cobbler's Child, a CD of his music. Colin McCaffrey is somebody everybody in the Vermont music world knows. He's a, basically, he's a record producer. He has worked with lots and lots of Vermont artists creating their recordings. He's also a multi-instrumentalist. He also sings, but this is him not somebody else's. After doing something like 240 albums for Vermont musicians, he's made his own. But the irony here is he recorded it in Nashville. 
<laughs> and our reviewer, Art Edelstein, thinks the results are really fine. They think he's found his niche, that he is very personal. He sings a few songs by other people, but most of them he wrote himself. Uh, it, it, again, relates to the folk rock. It's traditional music. It's not avant-garde. But Colin is an excellent musician, and as, and as a classical music critic, I can attest to that. His musical values and understanding is just amazing. But this is his own project, so people will be able to <clears throat> buy his first recording by himself since he first started with a demo record. Uh, it sounds like <clears throat> um, um, the CD is out, so if uh, people read the review and want to check out the CD, is it now available for sale? It may or may not be, but it will be within days. It is available at Colin's website, okay. which is, I think, colinmccaffrey.com. Um, and obviously you know many people on our art scene, but not necessarily everybody. Do you know Colin? Oh, very well. Okay. Um, and uh, what are some of the strengths you've seen in his um, production over the years? Well, first is professionalism. I mean, he knows how to make these musicians sound good. And believe me, some of them don't. And he, he will tell them, he will help them, he will. He also goes in now. One thing I, people may or may not know how popular music recordings are often made, and that is um, they're made at sep separate levels. Different performers dub over the others. It's not like a performance in a concert hall. And so he also does backup uh, singing, violin, fiddle, uh, and other instruments. And so he knows how to turn out a really polished result. Jokingly, maybe uh, some of the performance, some of the CDs don't la sound like what you're going to hear when you hear the performer. But but he's really good. Okay. So it sounds like we have another strong uh, arts entertainment section coming up on Saturday. <clears throat> we certainly in do. The, in the Times uh, Argus and Rutland Herald. So I'm going to uh, direct one last uh, question to you. Um, it is now fairly deep into January. Um, what has 2020 been like so far and what does it look like coming ahead for the Vermont art scene? It looks like it usually does. I mean, there's there's lots. Uh, I mean, this weekend is an example. On Friday, I'm going to see Light in the Piazza at Middlebury College. Saturday night, I'm going to see King Lear at Northern Stage in White River. And Sunday, I'm going to see the Vermont Symphony in Rutland. That's what Vermont is like in the winter. Okay, but you haven't seen any any changes or trends? New, it's a new year, a new decade? Um, uh, the actually, in, in, for most of us in this field, the trends actually start in the fall. They would not start in January because that's when the seasons start and that's when they're announced. We, uh, and then the summer is a separate season. And unfortunately, I really don't know what's coming up this summer because I simply haven't heard from most of the major players like Weston Playhouse and Dorset Theater Festival. They have not announced their seasons yet. 
So there's still some uh, excitement to come in 2020. There certainly is. Okay. Well, Jim, I want to let you get back to creating this uh, this section for the readers. And I want to thank our listeners for uh, tuning in for another major prelude and minor mishaps. You can read about these stories and a lot more in Vermont Arts, a section of the Rutland Herald Times Argus on Saturdays. You are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. This is George Nostrand, and we are here at the Rutland Herald Podcast Studio. And uh, today we have Bloodroot Gap uh, coming in here to talk with us uh, about some upcoming shows and uh, other stuff that they're up to. Um, just want to introduce everybody. We have Freeman Corey, who plays a fiddle in the band, Jim McEwen, who plays upright bass, um, guitar, and vocals, and Rob McEwen, who plays guitar, mandolin, and vocals. And uh, these guys are out of Brandon, Vermont. Um, and they've been in uh, previous bands before, and uh, now they're kind of formed this new power trio. Can we call it a power trio? That's kind of exciting, huh? Absolutely. Sure. And uh, why don't we start with Freeman? Uh, give us a little background on uh, um, who you've played with in the past and, and what you do. Well, I've uh, played with quite a few various bands, from traditional to bluegrass. Currently, I play with... Uh, Bob Amos and Catamount Crossing, and do some fill-in with with other bands as well. And um, but it's uh, great to be doing some local gigs with some local musicians, and uh, so that's been a, a great a great plus. Excellent. And Rob and Jim, uh, rumor rumor is that you might be brothers. Is that true? Uh, there's no there's no DNA proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> they say we're twins, George. I was, but I've heard really that knows? too. But, um, <laughs> so I'm I imagine you guys have been playing uh, together in various formations for for quite a while. That is accurate. Yes, like banging on pots and pans and stuff like that, and uh, they do everything together. They do everything <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've been playing music for 40 years, but in probably an organized fashion for. The last 30 years or so in various bands. And a lot of people around here will be familiar with your band Swing Noir, right? I think so. I yeah. hope so. Are you still playing with them occasionally, or is this a, you kind of taking a break from them? Yes, we are still playing with Swing Noir. Uh, we just did a show recently. We do have some more lined up. Great. And uh, what gave you the idea to form this new trio? How did you guys bump into each other? What happened with that? 
Well, it's kind of a cool story, actually. We we played a wedding with Freeman um, probably 15 years ago or so, uh, and it was just a pickup gig. We we knew he was a local fiddle player, and he was able to join our, our then-band Wiley Dobbs uh, to play a wedding. And then about three years ago, we bumped into him at the Basin Bluegrass Festival in Brandon and just had a heck of a good time jamming with him till the wee hours of the morning. Cool. Very cool. And... Uh, where did the name come from, Bloodroot Gap? So Bloodroot Gap is a local geographic feature. It is right off the Long Trail in the high elevations of the Green Mountains, right outside of Brandon, uh, which for us was somewhat symbolic because we sort of reunited there in Brandon, right at the foot of the mountains, and we thought Bloodroot Gap would be an appropriate name. Cool. Very cool. And uh, you list your band as, as being bluegrass, but I assume that with the influence you have with Swing Noir and other other bands, that it's kind of a, a mix of sounds, or are you are you trying to do more bluegrass stuff now? <laughs> <laughs> or was that a question I wasn't supposed to ask? <laughs> we don't use the B word. Um, no, we, we do... Uh, it says here. We do play a lot of bluegrass, George. There's no, there's no two ways about it, but we're not a traditional bluegrass band uh, by any stretch. We mix in some, some jazz, the hot swing, the Django Reinhardt material, mm-hmm. something we all like to play. We play some David Grisman stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we even have a couple original songs that defy category that Rob wrote. Hey, this is Maura Smiley, and you are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. <laughs> well, I think there's a... Let's, let's just talk about that since we've already uh, rocked that boat a little. <laughs> I know uh, the bluegrass in some cases can be a, a B word or, or a, you know, some people don't want to be pigeonholed into one genre or the other, or, um, and I know, you know, Americana has become the new um, genre that everybody's kind of dropped into. Um, what is it like for you guys to be playing around here and, and trying to come up with something that really kind of explains what you're doing? Well, you know, I think bluegrass can turn some folks off because it is a bit dogmatic um, when, you, when you get down to the folks that are really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, I think we find that people are really receptive to, oh, I love bluegrass. So we've, we've had pretty good luck, saying, mm-hmm. and, and we do, we play bluegrass, so people seem to dig it. Mm-hmm. We just play the songs we like and, you know, whatever mm-hmm. genre they're in is the genre we're playing at that moment. Uh, cool. But when, when, we, when we do that, we're having fun, and so people respond in kind. And I think it's helpful when you're changing things up. Mm-hmm. And people are listening to something new mm-hmm. and a little bit different, and so that there's, it keeps the interest mm-hmm. level there for us as well as people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's take a quick break here and have you guys play a couple songs. Uh, what do you What do you feel like playing for us here? Oh, let's start off with Nine Pound Hammer. All right, this is a traditional number called Nine Pound Hammer. <laughs> Too heavy, and from my size, it 
except for my size. Roll on, buddy. Don't you roll so slow. How can I roll when wheels won't go? I just see my honey I ain't come back Oh, I ain't come back Roll on, buddy Don't you roll so slow How can I roll When wheels won't go Harlan, in a long way to hazard, I just get a little brew, just get a little brew. Roll on, buddy, I don't roll so slow. How can I roll when my wheels won't go? This is Eric King, and you're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps, the Vermont Arts Podcast from the Barry and Montpelier Times Argus and the Rutland Herald. It's an intimate configuration to play in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty nice when you have three people, as long as you can trust that everyone's on the same page, you can mm-hmm. really explore and experiment with different sounds. Mm-hmm. And how do you choose the material that you're playing these days? Is it kind of mostly uh, uh, stuff you've played in the past, reworked, or is it new stuff, or a little of both? I think it's a little of both, and it's, you know, when we get together to rehearse, one of the band members will come with a song that, that they want to try out, and we'll, we give it a whirl. Um, so it's, you know, it's just, it's kind of what's worked for us in, in the past, and things that are piquing our interest that we'd like to get down a little better and hone in on. Yeah, and we've sort of, in some ways, extend that to our live shows, where we might make a set list that has the first few songs of a set, and then we'll just everyone will pick a song as we go along and kind of, you know, have it come together organically, which can be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, Freeman mentioned before that you get uh, playing some of the summer concert series and playing uh, some summer stuff. Do you have anything that you're really looking forward to this summer? Or Yep, well, we always look forward to the Basin Bluegrass Festival in Brandon, and mm-hmm. whether or not we're on any of the stages, mm-hmm. um, we'll be doing the jam circles for sure. Um, and I know we're playing the Hancock uh, Vermont Music Series. That's July 22nd, um, I believe, which is a Wednesday. And uh, <laughs> I believe that's 7 o'clock. 
I believe it is. Cool. More to come. Great. Anything else you want to let people know about? Uh, the only other thing I would say is that the best way to follow Bloodroot Gap is to go on Facebook and find our Facebook music page. Excellent. Oh, go ahead. And make sure you like it. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> Don't forget to like it. Don't forget to like it. <laughs> well, let's have you play uh, one uh, tune going out here. What do you guys want to play going out? We're going to play a little number called Minor Swing by Django Reinhardt. This is Andy Lugo, and you're listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus.